Business owners are cluing into the fact that Bitcoin is here to stay, but its adoption is only about where internet adoption was in the mid-90s. In other words, there's still a ton of upside and opportunity. If you want to learn how other business owners and entrepreneurs are using Bitcoin to enrich their lives and grow their businesses so that you can too, stick around at the end of this episode to hear the trailer for my newest podcast, Business Bitcoinization. And now, on to today's episode. You're listening to the Life as Leadership podcast. Are you looking for motivation and encouragement on your path to becoming a better leader? If so, you've come to the right place. Keep listening to find a community of leaders committed to learning and taking action to improve their world. The Life as Leadership podcast, where leaders gather to grow together. Here's your host, Josh Friedemann. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are going to be discussing Monday's interview with Melissa Chellikel. Joining me back in studio to discuss this episode are my friends and fellow leaders, Michelle Mahalko and Parker Batista. So what did y'all think about Monday's interview with Melissa? Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I think that she's someone I could totally see myself working with and getting along with. I would love to work for her because she seems like she's got a system and I love a good system. I love a good spreadsheet, right? As we've already established <laughs> from, from Monday's episode, yes. Parker, how about you? I was impressed, man. I, mean, I like her drive and I like her passion of where she's at. I can't relate to her whatsoever because I never know where anything is or where it went, and I just buy another one. Um, and I remember thinking during the interview, I'm like, man, I would dread seeing her come into my workspace because she would completely change it. But it would probably be good for me. Yeah, yeah. So are there any time-saving tools or apps that you have downloaded or started to use in your life that you found helpful? And then also on the flip side, are there some that you have started to use but just have never really put to good use to where they're actually productive in your life? I think some of them, um, maybe I haven't given enough chance to, but I find that if I have too many organizational apps that are trying to simplify my life, then my life becomes more complicated. But the ones that I love time and time again are probably uh, the Google ones. Those are the best. Um, Google Calendar is super helpful for me. Um, That kind of runs my life right now. And then just the timer on there, man, just setting 10 minutes and just working as fast as I can and then giving myself like a 20-minute break. I basically just lock on to one thing and do it as, as fast as I possibly can. That and just... I've got uh, some that are kind of in a weird second degree efficient way of like if I think of something that I need a week from now, I just order it on Amazon because I know I'm not going to remember to order it later. And then lastly, there's one, I think it's called Speechify, where it basically you can take a picture of a book and it turns it into an audio book. It'll just read that page to you. So it's been helpful to be able to study and read kind of at the same so time. So is that something that sounds natural whenever it's being read to you or does it sound very robotic kind of half and half depends what it is um more so i think than i thought it would be it, it's helpful it doesn't sound like too herky-jerky yeah. um and it'll read if i write neatly it'll read my handwriting whoa that's nice that's pretty cool yeah so i wasn't really thinking about this when i first asked the question but when you mentioned an audiobook man i think the best time saving tool for me is just being able to listen to audio like podcasts or certain books at a faster rate for me it's double speed like i've gotten so used to listening at things at twice the speed that sometimes i'll look down at my iphone and just think that it's going at regular speed and like i'm i'm wondering if i need to like speed it up because 
two times speed just feels normal to me now. So that's super helpful because obviously you can listen to twice the content in the same amount of time or spend half the time listening to content, depending on how you look at it. Uh, a couple other things, Calendly, like Melissa mentioned, is super helpful when you're trying to schedule a time to meet with people or schedule, for me, podcast interviews, things like that. You just have these open slots in your schedule and people can select from whatever you have to offer. So another thing that Melissa talked about was that she started getting burnt out at certain points, even doing things that she really enjoyed. And I'm wondering, have there been times like that in your life where you've been going gung-ho at something and even though you love it, you found yourself getting burnt out? And then also, how did you handle that? Yeah. Um, gosh, I've got a burnout of, of hobbies and jobs and kind of gone two different ways and kind of my way of thinking about it. If I do get to that point and can't, can't, uh, prevent it is, is this something that I would enjoy if I was doing it in a healthy way? So is it a hobby that I've turned into a job? Can I, can I go back into the hobby sector and make this something that is enjoyable? Yeah. Um, but a lot of it has been, Hey, I need to step away from this. There's been some jobs that I loved, uh, when I got them and then just got burnt out and had to leave them and, and either come back to something in that category or just leave it completely and, and put on the shelf. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely have experienced that several times in my life. Um, even with the job that I love right now, like there's been moments where I'm like, is this what I really love? And then I have to remember those really great moments, um, that really affirm that this is definitely the path I want to take. But I also think, um, I've studied a little bit millennial and, um, Gen Z trends. I think also within those two generations, which I include myself in millennials, um, there's almost this, kind of desire to be fulfilled with your workplace environment and, and whatever job you're doing. Um, whereas in older generations, I think it was more of this mentality. Work is something that I do so that I can, uh, provide for my family. Um, we want more than just, I want to be able to provide, we want satisfaction from the workplace. So I think it is way easier to feel burnout these days. Yeah. And I feel like back then that probably led to a whole lot more hobbies. You think of all these, these things you look back on and you're like, people used to do that, you know, making planes out of balsa wood and like collecting these things. Like people used to do that. And it was something that they enjoyed outside of work. Now, what do we have? You know, we have people binge watching shows. Yeah. And that doesn't really count, at least in any way that really builds people up with any actual skills. Now, I don't know how much like making airplanes really helped anyone out of balsa wood. But but at the same time, like you're today, if we're really seeking fulfillment in work and that's where we're really hoping that all of our fulfillment comes from, if we can't get it there, then it really kind of leaves us in a funk. Yeah. And I think it doesn't help that technology follows us now, whereas before you could kind of leave work at work. Now with emails and phones, we can take home our work and it never really ends, I think, in some ways. Yeah. And speaking of time saving tools, by the way, I wonder what people did before computers. My goodness. <laughs> I, I sit at work all day on a computer pretty much. And then Typewriters. I, 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 yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm working on my, my doctoral work on a computer and I spend a good chunk of my day on a computer. Now I'm not jazzed about that at the same time though. Like it's either that or writing on paper, you know, there's a lot of work that we're able to do today a whole lot faster because computers and mm-hmm. we just take it for granted because that's what we've always known. 
Yeah, I think I fall into like thinking like this is the way that things have been when obviously like they haven't been. The world's changed drastically, especially in the last decades. But I just don't get it, man. I I kind of would like to go back to the the age without computers. There's definitely uh there needs to be more of that in our lives, I think. I don't think I'd like to go back to that time, but <laughs> I think we need more times in our lives where we get away from technology as much as possible. Yeah. It'd definitely be a lot healthier. Be simple. Yeah, it, it would definitely be a lot healthier for us, for sure. Mm-hmm. So have you ever experienced a leader who was either really organized or not organized at all? And how did that help or hurt your team? Yeah, so I would say that I have my experience has tended to be working with and under leaders who are generally less organized. I would say that's that would that would be the trend. Mm-hmm. And it seems like and this will not be a sentiment that will make either group look at me more positively, but I generally tend to think of very organized people as being less people focused and leaders who are more people focused being less organizationally focused. Mm. And I've definitely seen that uh, to be true with some of the people that I've worked for. They're more people focused, which is really good, but sometimes they're not as organizationally focused. Now that doesn't really matter that much. If you have a good team around you, that that's the key, making sure that you have people that round you out as a leader. And that's true at every level. You know, you, if you're a good leader, and you're high enough up in an organization where it's really a bigger deal. You're not just kind of like a someone leading a small team. You need to make sure that you have really good people who fill you out where you are weak. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, I've had a, a few one sticks to mind where they were just so disorganized that it was hard to schedule a meeting with my own boss. And it got kind of awkward because then wow. I just didn't see my boss for a while. And I just yeah. was kind of like, all right, I guess I'll do it myself and see if this is what he wanted. Uh, but on the flip side of that, I've seen especially some couples that work together in their own businesses where one is what Josh was saying is the people person, kind of the person out in front, and then the other one is just punching stuff out from an organizational standpoint, and it's awesome to see that combo. Yeah. yeah. Which which do you prefer to be, regardless of which you are? Would you prefer to be the, the people person or the person who's in charge of the more technical side of things? Uh, I'm terrible with the organizational side, so I would gravitate towards the other one. Yeah. I prefer to be working under an organized leader. And I've actually, there's one in my head who comes to mind who she did both really excellently. And she's still somebody that I reach out to pretty regularly. Um, but she was organized to a T probably where I get my love for (laughs) spreadsheets. Um, but I think that when it comes to what I am, I probably lean towards wanting to be more organized. And yet sometimes I think that I, I swing too heavy one way or another, and I've seen how that can hurt my team in different ways. Um, so I think, I think a good mix is necessary for sure. So one of the things that Melissa talked about was how her organization has developed in ways that she didn't really expect. And that's, that's a really valuable thing to keep in mind. And I don't know if either of you have anything to add to this thought even, but just listeners, it's important to keep in mind that if you're starting something up, you may have a vision for it, but be flexible because things are going to change. Circumstances are going to change. And there are a lot of possibilities out there that if you're too closed in on a single vision, you could really miss some cool opportunities there. 
Yeah, and I would say if they're not changing or if you don't think they're going to change, you're behind. Hmm. Um, because if you're not changing and progressing and growing, then someone else is, and someone else is going to beat you eventually. One thing kind of along these lines, um, I think I get the question a lot of times, how can you be flexible while still being really structured and organized and prepared? Yeah. Um, I think they can go hand in hand, absolutely. Um, in fact, I think the best version of both of those is to have both of those. Um, because if you can have a plan and it's it's very thorough, you've thought through what could go wrong, um, you've kind of prepared that things might go wrong, you're pretty you're pretty organized all across the board, um, then you can be flexible and you can be a little bit more at ease when things go wrong because you've prepared. Um, whereas if you're not and you're just going to wing it and you're like, oh, let's ride the wave and let's just kind of see where it takes us and you don't have a plan in place, then you could find yourself just trying to make sense of a mess, I guess. And there is something to riding the wave though, right? Because Melissa was talking a little bit about riding the Marie Kondo wave and how that's good for her business. So that's that's good to do, but at the same time, you need to make sure that if you're going to be riding a wave, that you're doing it in a way that's really strategic and purposeful. So she talked a lot about the finding your personal zone of genius and then finding clients that kind of fit into that scope um, and what that process looks like. So have you guys found that zone or, or think you found that zone and what has your journey been like um, to getting in to know yourself and getting to know your passion? I think I'm still trying to learn my zone of genius, even though I know I've... <laughs> I cannot mention spreadsheets again. Cut this out, Josh. <laughs> um, no, it's staying but... in. You know that, right? <laughs> Disregard. Um, no, but uh, in all honesty, I think that while I would love to be known as being that organized administrator who um, makes sure that everything is on track, I think that my gifts are are still being refined um the more that i put them into use and i'm learning them as i go um but for right now for for my team where i work i definitely think i'm the glue that makes sure we're all on task in many ways so for, for me i would say that there's probably more definition in the coming years that will will come to my zone of genius and i think that's probably appropriate uh, for your life. There's going to be things that change. I was just talking with someone today and he is in his mid sixties and he was telling me how he's come to realize more and more that there are seasons in life. And there, there are times when you're focusing on certain things and, and really investing in certain things. And then there are times when those things that you were investing in at one time may not be as meaningful for you to invest in today or focus on today. But I will say that a couple things that have consistently been true as far as things that I really care about are either leading or working with quality teams who are really close-knit and have a vision. And then another thing is just having having a plan that is strategic and really getting you in a direction that people uh, find compelling and are willing to really work super hard to fulfill it. And those, those things right there kind of go hand in hand. And the more that I move forward in life, the more I would like to not only have that in my life, but help other people to have that in theirs as well. Because we have a lot of people in this world that don't have a ton of vision for their own lives. And we would do better as a world to have people that really are focused and and know what direction they're going in. So having a focus and a vision and uh, having strong community 
those are all super important things. And I think those are all connected to my zone of genius, however that looks in the future. So how about you, Parker? You can't ask a question like that and just leave us hanging. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Man, I think it's been just that. I think it's been a journey of finding what I'm passionate about, what I'm good at, and then also just what's required of me in the moment. Um, I think the, the most important questions looking back on it, 2020 that I've asked myself is like, why, why do I think this is fulfilling? Why is this, why is this supposedly my passion versus just, eh, this makes me look good or it's satisfying on a very short term perspective versus like what is actually fulfilling. And that's avoided some burnout, um, to, to kind of answer those questions for me, but I'm, I'm still figuring it out. And, I think it's like you. I think there is waves that you ride with life. There's chapters of it. Um, and I think that's a good thing. That might be a good question to even ask someone who's close in your life who could probably point out where our zone of geniuses might be. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I mentioned this a number of episodes ago. I can't even remember which one. It was some discussion episode, though. And I had uh, someone in my life talking about how oftentimes we it's like we are on the inside of a mason jar and you know you can like look out and you can see that there is a label around the jar but all you can see is the white part and sometimes you need someone in your life who's on the outside and they can read the label and tell you so this is what you are it it and and then when you realize that it makes sense but sometimes you really do need people on the outside to speak into your life and be able to help you to see what you're good at in ways that you can maybe agree with them, but you couldn't necessarily see on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And asking yourself like, are people, you know, seeking me out for this? Like, cause people are really not in reality, honest enough to come up to you and be like, Hey man, you're really passionate about this, but you're really bad at it. <laughs> so with that in mind, uh, I've asked myself a bunch lately of like, are people seeking me out for this? Do they see the value in it? Not that that rides on your whole decision, but, Am I the only one that really wants to make this happen? Or is it providing value for other people? Yeah, it's a good word. Melissa mentioned at one point that clutter is clutter. Whether it's physical, your house is a mess, or at work, you've hired the wrong people. Um, But in the same vein, um, I kind of think it's similar when it comes to organization and different styles of that. Um, I know for me what... what organization looks like to me is going to look different to somebody else. Um, how have you guys experienced in your own life, your most peak moments of organization or even what does clutter in your life look like? (laughs) Um, if you ask those closest to me, they would argue if I'm actually organized, but I claim that I am because I know where it is. Uh, but you can't really see it, but I think it's been when I've been forced to be organized honestly. And I think one of our, our old bosses did that well in res life, um, the job you're at now. And they, he forced it on us and pounded in our heads and it became very freeing because you knew that he was going to check up on you. And when you're ahead of it, you were super organized, super efficient. And it's like, all right, he sees results in your life that have been a direct result of him. And it was cool. I would say that I am most organized and efficient whenever I'm up against deadlines. And I think a lot of people are like that. And I'm not super excited that that is true. (laughs) I wish it weren't, but I can get so much done up against a deadline. Having said that, I have a pretty tightly organized schedule, but the difficulty with the tightly organized schedule is that if one thing gets off, 
then everything else is thrown off or you just have to viciously cut something out of your life for that day or that week. So it's it's one of those things that's really hard to find a balance, especially if your time is maxed out. And that kind of goes back to some of what Melissa was talking about, just making sure that you have things scheduled out and that uh, you have a handle on what's happening in your life. So as a final question, before we get to our key takeaways for the day, Melissa talked about having her own mastermind and kind of leading a pretty large group of people. And I wanted to toss it out to you guys real quick. Have you ever been involved in a mastermind, which would be a group of peers or people who gather together to focus on a uh, specific issue or area of life or anything like that? Uh, I was a group in college that was an entrepreneurship group and we met weekly and just pushed each other on kind of the ideas that we had individually um, and as a group, and it was super cool to see because we got much further in a lot of different directions than we ever thought we would, and definitely as we would have individually. Um, it was cool. Yeah, so I I met a guy a few months ago who he somewhere he lives somewhere in Texas, and he he lives with three, four, five other guys in a house like that. That's kind of like one of their focuses. That's the reason they're living together is because they're all trying to tweak each other's ideas and help each other think outside the box. It's kind of an interesting idea. I don't know how effective it is and how productive they are, but it's it's a cool it's a cool idea to have people like that who will really help you out and be able to maybe help you get over some of the road bumps that you encounter along the way. I had never heard of the term mastermind before. Uh, Josh explained it to me how it's like, you know, kind of having a bunch of people review and give critique and things like that. Um, I don't think I've ever been a part of a team that looks like that where you're throwing out ideas, but it did bring to mind that I'm actually about to start a group with students where um, they are representing uh, a larger group of students and giving feedback about something that directly applies to them, whether it's working for that them and like as a whole, uh, if it makes sense to them. Um, and it kind of sounds like this because like it's going to be uh, a feedback environment and uh, just working to refine ideas and put in new ideas. Sounds like a mastermind, right? Yeah, it sounds really close to it for sure. So let's go ahead and get to our key takeaways for the day. What would be a few things that you would like to leave listeners with from our interview with Melissa? Uh, first, I'm going to just say find a group and a, and a few individuals in that category, to be honest with you, and to push you, um, whatever that looks like. So I was in a group, feeding off that last question, um, several years ago where we met every week and, and there were certain topics and one of the, the weeks was things that you don't like about the other people. Mm. And the next week was things that you like about the other people so you could build up your brownie points and then cash them <laughs> in a little bit. But that was helpful for me because there was things that came out that I was like, man, I, I really am bad at that. I really am good at that. So not just your kind of your cush everyday life where people don't want to step on toes or and, and the flip side of that too, they don't really give the same encouragement that I think is helpful too. Yeah, uh, for me, some key takeaways. Melissa reminded over and over again throughout this podcast that we all need some organization in our lives. Um, So even if that's not natural to you or if you're like me and you enjoy to do something. A little too much. (laughs) A spreadsheet. Um, Just kidding. But uh, yeah, so um, 
I also really was inspired again by that quote of clutter is clutter and um, looking for other areas, not just physical areas where there's clutter in my life that I need to kind of detox and get out of my life. Um, And then also, again, just um, an earlier point we made of how you can say no to things that don't matter as much. So I have three takeaways here. And the first one is something we didn't really get around to talking about too much. But she had mentioned how she started her business way back when. And then she kind of let it lay for a while and picked it back up just a couple of years ago. So my first key takeaway is just because you have to leave something behind for a time does not mean that you have to leave it behind for good. And I think that's something important for us to remember, especially if you have to put something aside that you really care about right now. Just because you're leaving it behind right now for something else doesn't mean you can't come back to it later on. The second thing is to be open to pivot and move forward in the best direction, even if it wasn't part of the original plan. And the final thing is see if you can identify your zone of genius, which is that thing that nobody else can do quite like you. Well, Michelle Parker, thank you so much for joining the podcast this week. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thanks for joining the show this week. I hope you learned something new and feel more prepared to take leadership in your own life to the next level. If you found this content valuable and would like to help out the podcast, here are three things you can do. One, subscribe to the podcast so you'll get new episodes each week as they come out. Two, share this episode with someone you think could benefit from it. And three, give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or wherever else you listen to podcasts. All three of these actions will help to make it easier for others to find us and join the community. You can never have too many good leaders, right? Until next time, keep living and leading well. Hey, thanks for checking out this trailer for the Business Bitcoinization Show. My name is Josh Friedemann, and I'll be with you each episode interviewing business owners about how they're using Bitcoin to enrich their lives and grow their businesses. You might be wondering about the name, and I'll get to that in just a second. But first, let me tell you a little bit more about the show and who it's for. Unless you've lived under a rock for the last decade, you've heard of Bitcoin by now. And if you're like me, you heard about it a while ago, but didn't do anything about it until the last couple of years. Then one day, for whatever reason, it finally clicks. And after that, you enter the Bitcoin rabbit hole, as they say. And the deeper you get, the more you see the value of Bitcoin. But you know, maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you don't know much about Bitcoin, but are interested in learning more. Either way, this show can help you. Each episode will introduce you to an executive or entrepreneur who's using Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth, to improve their life and their business. So, what's with the name? Well, it's a play on the term hyper-Bitcoinization, which is used to describe the eventual rapid adoption of Bitcoin as other currencies get weaker and weaker in relation to it. When you compare a seemingly never-ending supply of dollars to a hard cap of 21 million Bitcoin that will ever exist... It feels like only a matter of time until hyper-Bitcoinization happens. The good news is we have the opportunity to be on the front lines of creating a new and frankly better system. Whether you're already sold on Bitcoin and it feels like I'm preaching to the choir, or you're curious to learn more, business Bitcoinization will help you understand how you and your business can be prepared to take advantage of the massive productivity and wealth that Bitcoin will enable. 
If Business Bitcoinization sounds like a show for you, go ahead and subscribe. Obviously, you can subscribe in whatever podcast app you're using right now, or go to www.bizbitshow.com slash listen. Once again, that's www.bizbitshow.com slash listen. I'm looking forward to sharing more soon. And until then, keep living and leading well.